The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This one's for the birds, this one's for the city This one for the fans that bleed green with me Push down to 95, to the right is the link With a team pulling up, knowing that they're getting beat Exit Broad Street, right on Patterson Xfinity Live, CPP, what's happening? Dub F Lot, stop by F1 Fly, Eagles Fly, you hear the song getting sung? What team in the league is number one? Bird gang, bird gang, yeah, I said it twice. You heard me say it once, now you sure you heard it right. No lies being told, yeah, it's all facts. It ain't me, Green and Kelly, we don't rock with that. Any given Sunday, we don't ever slack. Yeah, we got an SP, time to run it back. And even on the road, yeah, we taking over. All you see is see a green like you at the Nova. Care less about your squad, bro, it's only us. A cheesesteak tailgate, yeah, we good, bruh. Beer pong baptism, you already know. Con shot to make here we go broadcasting live from nbc sports philadelphia studios in the heart of the wells fargo center welcome to fourth and john episode 113 well, boys and girls, that was a interesting, albeit disappointing Thanksgiving four-day weekend, wasn't it? Started with the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving, losing to the Buffalo Bills. A Buffalo Bills team who, by the way, we beat in their own stadium. Dak Prescott looks like hot garbage. The Cowboys still can't beat a team with a winning record. There's all this hooting and hollering and arguing and yelling and screaming that can be heard outside of the Cowboys locker room and I don't care how good my mother's Thanksgiving cooking is there is nothing more tasty more succulent more satisfying and sweet than Jerry Jones's old man tears and then all of a sudden Eagles fans including myself start thinking to myself holy crap wait a second wait just a damn second here they might be able to pull this off They might be able to do it. They might be able to make the playoffs. If the Eagles just handle their business and sprinkle in some Dallas Cowboys disappointment, season it as you like to put it, Gail, since we're talking about food, season it with some Dallas Cowboys disappointment, the Eagles and the Cowboys are going to be slap fighting their way up Garbage Mountain to see who sits on top of the dookie throne that is the NFC East Championship. It could happen. It could have, and all of a sudden, Eagles fans for two days, they got their hopes high. They're feeling pretty good about yourself, ourselves. High, high hopes for a living. Shooting that Dallas Stars because we can't make a killing. See what I did there, Gail? You is like that, that, right? Is that, is that country? No, that's not country. Don't worry about it. Forget about it, Gail. But we're sitting there, we're thinking that they can do this thing. And then Sunday comes up. And my biggest fear about this last five-game stretch comes to fruition. The Bobo game happens. The annual Doug Peterson Bobo game where he loses a game that he has a lead on to an inferior opponent who has no business winning that game, fumbles and bumbles his way into the locker room with the lead. The whole team comes out with amnesia and forgets how to football. 
Like, listen, I always thought that the Bobo game was going to happen against the New York Giants. Because they're division rivals, right? You play them twice, they're division rivals, you know them, they know you. And they're going to play you tough. You would like to think that your division rivals are going to play you tough. But nah, it happened against the two-win Miami Dolphins. A team that for the majority of this season, we all in the NFL world believe we're tanking on purpose to climb to the top of the draft board, trading away some of their best players to gain draft assets, almost pulling the 76ers and, and trying to trust their own process. Ryan Fitzpatrick is Fitzmagic once again. I don't know why this guy has our number. I can't explain it, but he takes 10 steps back, takes a full running head start, and Chuck Norris front kicks us right in the Fletcher. <laughs> and here we are. Shell-shocked. Just just shell-shocked. I still can't believe it. I've woken up for the last two days thinking to myself, the first thought in my head after I wake up, nah, they didn't. They didn't really. I mean, that's a dog. Come on, it's a dog. That, that happened. Yeah, no, no that, that, that really did happen. And here we are, shell-shocked. Because the two previous games before that, you played superior opponents who played down to your level. And the defense held you in that game. And the offense was crap in the bed. Then you go down to Miami when you still have a shot at this thing. You come out unmotivated, undisciplined. You take it easy on them. And you lose to an inferior opponent who either plays up to your level or plays you play down to their level. Maybe a combination of both. Boys and girls, I don't know how this show is going to go. I don't know if we're going to run long like we did last episode. I don't know if we're going to run short. Because I, like a lot of Eagles Nation out there on the timeline, out there watching live on Facebook right now, out there watching on YouTube, there's a lot to say. There's a lot to complain about. There's a lot to bitch and moan and piss and whine about. There's a lot of questions to ask, like, why? Why? All the questions. But most of them, why? Why? I don't know how this show is going to go. But we're going to try to power through this thing as best we can on a week where we're supposed to be giving thanks. I don't know of anything that I'm thankful for. Mr. Gail Saunders, Eagle Sessions on Twitter. How was your turkey day, buddy? Uh, it, was, it was pretty good, actually. Uh, better than these, uh, these L's we've been catching mm. on the weekend. Um, but we've officially hit rock bottom. And I say that with a question mark because each week it gets worse and worse, uh, you know, when we won the Super Bowl and Doug Peter was, Peterson was at his highs and he was talking about the new norms that were going to happen in this locker room. Uh, I mean, the new norm has now transformed to the, the new lows in Philadelphia. I mean, the new lows is trailing in the fourth quarter and not being able to uh, come back and win. We're 0-7 we're when we're trailing in the fourth quarter. I mean, the new lows is trying to t talk – about the Miami Dolphins saying that they're a good team when we know they're tanking, <laughs> dropping players left and right, and telling, telling uh, you know, you're lying to us saying that's a good football team. They've been visibly tanking the whole season, and you're losing to teams like that. I mean, the, the new lows are going away from your strengths. The new lows are having pro, bowl, pro bowlers all across this line and, and not running the football. 
you're a pass happy team for no reason. You can't you can't get out of your own way. And it, at the end of the day, you know, Doug Peterson talks about I got to look in the mirror. But uh, to quote uh, you know Michael Jackson with the twist here, um, <laughs> I'm starting with the coach in the mirror. I'm starting. I'm asking you him to change his ways, and no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make Philadelphia a better place, <laughs> take a look at yourself and make that change. Doug Peterson. Come on. Come on. Come on. I mean, we are soaked in misery at this moment. I mean, how are you guys feeling? Not, not, not great. Not great. Evan Hollywood Hearn, how was your uh, your Thanksgiving there? Uh, my bird was a lot better than those birds. <laughs> um, to, to to touch on Gail's uh, new low, I mean, how sad is it when going into the game, the two and nine Dolphins, they come in, uh, we, they come into the game, they're tanking all season long, and then after. The punter throws a touchdown to the kicker. We've got Christian Wilkins laughing in our face. And then we've got in our player's face. And we've got no anger that spawns from it. Where, where, where's, the, where's the get down and get angry, the gritty attitude? The, I, just, I just don't get it. There was a sacrifice that was made today. My prediction of Matt Collins one day <laughs> becoming a breakout player has officially died. It's never going to happen. I don't know. What? Um, <laughs> And, and and to the fact that he, I feel like he's almost the scapegoat for that weekend. Like, yeah, Matt Collins needed to go. We've been saying that all season long. But, like, that better not be it. And I, I look at just top to bottom, I look at this entire Eagles organization, and I'm, it's, it's not a team that I recognize. It's not a team that I like. You, you, I mean, we've got a coaching staff that makes no adjustments. We've got a scouting department that, I mean – Zach Berman put out a tweet um, about okay. all of all buckle of, up, boys and girls. Yeah, buckle up for this one. These is this is every single wide receiver that the Eagles have drafted in the 2010 decade, starting in 2010 with Riley Cooper. We all know how that one turned Ooh. out. 2012, <laughs> sixth round, we got Marvin McNutt. Ooh. Had potential for crazy jersey sales. I think that's why they did it. 2014, we had in the second round Jordan Matthews. He is the girl that we call up whenever, you know, we... Eagles' are, favorite booty call. Exactly. When, when, whenever things aren't going our way for a little bit, we'll, we'll, we'll give him a little ring, and then he shows up, and if you want to even call it serviceable, I guess. Josh Huff, a uh, Chip Kelly Oregon product. Hollow points. Hollow yeah. points. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, our first-round uh, wide receiver in 2015. And, uh, I mean, aside from the Super Bowl year, really hasn't produced anything. Shelton Gibson, no longer here. Got Matt Collins, now no longer here. And uh, in 2019, in the second round, we pick Jay Jaw. That's who caught, every, who caught a touchdown. Who caught, hey. who caught Shout out to Jay Jaw. Hey. You, you, you did it, buddy. That's, um, that's worth the golf clap. But as, as far as – there is not one, not a single solitary B to above – wide receiver that was that was on that list we we ha need a new scouting department we got a, we got a medical staff with jordan howard who has for three weeks now been nursing a stinger I, that's that's the worst thing i've ever heard of the late matt collins was out with a hamstring injury all of last year yeah, we we, injury, we yeah. got we got carson it, wentz last year with a back injury that they didn't want to tell him about to his spine 
It, Acro- it, from I'm just saying from department to department, there is not a single thing that is working with this this organization. If, if, if I can be thankful for something during a week where we're only a couple days from giving thanks for everything, right? It's that, that at least the Eagles going through what they're going through, they have zero excuse next year to retry the retread formula that they've been trying to do for the last two years post-Super Bowl. They can at least look at themselves and realize it's a shell of the former team that caught that magic, that lightning in a bottle that was that Super Bowl run. And they realize now that from top to bottom, organizationally, they need to change things. They need to switch things up. Because whether it's the medical department, like you just said, whether it's the scouting department, the drafting department, whether it's Howie Roseman's in-game moves or in-season moves or off-season moves, whether it's who they're drafting, whether it's the coaching or the lack thereof in many departments, that the Eagles need a complete front office overhaul. There are still a lot of great pieces in this organization. There are still a lot of foundational pieces that you can build upon. But you can't build upon sand. You can have cornerstones. You can have fundamental building blocks to your organization and your team, whether it be coaches or players or front office management. But if it's built on sand, it's bound to crumble. And that's what I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles season this this year has been. Just a sandcastle waiting for the tide to come in. And the tide can come in in any form. They can come in as better teams. They can come in as worse teams. They're going to come in and they're going to knock them right over. The leadership on this team isn't there, whether it's from the coaches or the leaders that we've known to grow and respect. When you have a 14-point lead against a team that has no business really being on the field as you, when you've taken over that stadium with 30-plus Eagles fans to the point where it feels like a home game and you still can't find the motivation to go ahead, leaders like Malcolm Jenkins, Spence, pull up Rodney McLeod, leaders like you know Fletcher Cox, leaders like 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 uh, Rodney McLeod. Let's see what he had to say post game. Second half, we came out with up two touchdowns and uh, kind of I guess just, just let our guards slip down a little bit, and uh, they made a lot of plays. Battle tough. Uh, you gotta tip your hat to them. Let your guard down a little bit you know as a a leader takes many forms on the team some of them are vocal some lead by example some of them lead in the locker room some of them lead in the media some of them are rah-rah guys on the sidelines leaders learn from their mistakes and how this game against the Miami Dolphins has all the similar flavor of them losing to the Tennessee Titans last year, a a team that they were better than, had the lead going into the fourth quarter, took their foot off the gas, and blew it. This game has all the flavor of the Carolina Panthers game last year when, once again, you had the lead, took your foot off the gas, and blew it. And And those all happened earlier in the season. Those were correctable mistakes. It wasn't too late. If it wasn't for the Dallas Cowboys ineptitude right now, Gail, this team, if this was any other division in the NFL, 
you and I would be, hey, Gail, how those wide receiver draft prospects talk look right now? Because the leaders on this team can't grab their teammates by the jersey and say, yo, bro, you were here last year. You remember what happened against the Titans. You remember what happened against the Carolina Panthers. We're not about to let this thing happen again. Let's go get them. Yeah, I, I, Malcolm Jenkins was actually even talking about not having, you know, that, that player's meeting. You know, that, that's it's over with. He, he actually said, you don't want to be Captain Obvious. We didn't effing play well. We know that. There's no need to beat a dead horse, figure out what it is, watch the tape like you would any other day and go back to work. And then Doug Peterson, uh, you know, they talked about um, this will be a, a great for our leadership right now, where we are challenging the leaders of the team to really embrace this time. We're not throwing in the towel. We control our own destiny. It's a lot of uh, coach speak, and it's a lot of stuff we've heard over the weeks. Um, you know, I, coming from this game, I, I was talking, I was thinking to myself, maybe we're going to get some solid answers. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a get-right game. You yeah. know, you start feeling better about your Eagles. Yeah. But I left that game with more questions than ever. It's like, like, like a boat. Now we, we have, like, holes in different areas of the boat. We're sinking. And you're looking at this, like, oh, I'm going to plug this hole up. I mean, how long will it, how long do we got over here? Well, th that hole might burst. You might have to let guys go, coaches go. And you're not even thinking about the playoffs. When you have an opportunity to actually go to the playoffs, and you don't even, that's, that's beyond me. I'm, 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 like, thinking, like, what is going on with this football team? I mean, you, you lose to a the Dolphins. I know, we keep saying it over and over again because we just can't. We just can't. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. And Doug Peterson is very guilty of going up there and spitting a lot of coach speak. <sighs> Doug Peterson is guilty of sometimes putting his foot in his mouth. And what he said on uh, the WIP Morning Show, NBC Sports Philadelphia has the exact quote: "Was the Dolphins simply wanted it more?" <laughs> what? The Dolphins wanted it more? What were they playing for? I mean, you could clearly see the Dolphins players, the offensive line, the wide receivers, the coaches were playing for Fitzpatrick, who was pumped up and riled up and ready to go. You could clearly see the Dolphins were going for broke. You could s clearly see the Dolphins were playing with house money. You could clearly see the Dolphins just didn't give any more Fs. They didn't care. What do, what do we care? We're going for it, baby. We are going for it. The Eagles had everything to lose, and they lost. Mm -hmm. And Doug Peterson... On his press conference, had uh, you know had this to say to kind of a little bit of backtrack, a little bit of backtrack during his post game or during his Monday press conference. Yeah, looking clean there. I think it's wrong. You said on WIP that you thought that the, the Dolphins wanted it more. Um, in, in that Deep kind of side. situation, how do, you, how do you handle that? How do you deal with it? How do you address them? How do you avoid that happening again? Yeah, I think I think um, I, I don't want to be uh, misunderstood when I when I make that statement. Okay. Uh, what what I, what I mean by they want it more there there were certain plays in that game where obviously they they made the play we didn't um so in that case yeah they wanted that play a little bit more than we did uh as a, as a whole as a game it, you know I, i've the effort the energy level um all that was there you know in the game where playing tough guys guys played hurt in the game and went back in the game um so it's not it's none of that it's the fact that there were plays to be made in that game. We didn't make them. They wanted that aspect of the game just a touch more. They made those plays and and, uh, and ultimately came out on top. Man. Doug. <laughs> Dougie. No ice cream for you. Bubba. Rocky Road ice cream, brother. Boo-boo. 
Listen, man, uh, you were right the first time. You were right the first time. The Dolphins simply wanted it more. Which, from a leadership, and you're at the top standpoint, from your positional coaches, from the leader, the leadership council that you you speak so highly of, they didn't want it as much as the two-win Miami Dolphins. And I'd have more respect. Listen, I got all the respect for Doug Peterson. I know he's in a tough spot right now, trying to stumble and bumble. And gee, gosh, you know, golly, the Dolphins, they were good. You know, he's trying to protect his guys, whatever he's trying to do up there. But I honestly would have more respect for you in that press conference if you go, oh, yeah, I stand by this statement. Dolphins wanted it more. We had the lead. We blew the lead. They wanted it more. This is something that we have. I'm challenging. I, I've challenged the yeah. locker room. I've challenged these players. I've challenged the coaches. And most importantly, I've looked in the mirror and challenged myself. I'm not happy about that loss. That stings. I'm disappointed in every aspect of this football club and every aspect of this team. I'm disappointed in myself. And we are going to collectively turn this thing around right here, right now. Or we die to get... What was that famous line from, like, uh, any given Sunday? We either heal as a team right here, or we die as individuals. Yeah. I'd almost have more respect if he came out and just spoke the truth like that. Because, honestly, you spoke the truth the first time. Yeah, I just I just want, as a head coach, I don't, like, I want you to throw people under the bus. Hold people accountable. Like, if you got to send a message, send it loud and clear. I mean, you know, releasing... Mac Collins, that, that ain't that, it. That, that, nothing. You know, that's nothing. I mean, and I'm, I'm talking about holding your position, positional coaches accountable. I mean, just talking about that Dolphins team mm-hmm. and their want to and their will to win. Uh, you know, throwing everything in the kitchen sink at us to win. Uh, throwing in some wildcat. Throwing in some crazy play in which Doug, you should have called a timeout because uh, you had extra Three timeout. Of Three yeah. of them. Yeah. It's it's. Oh my God! I I haven't seen that from this team like that. You know when you know it, the light bulb goes off in Carson Wentz's head and you see he's got the rhythm, he's firing on full cylinders. You haven't seen this from this team. They seem confused. And you, and you look at at the end of the game where we're talking about the Dolphins, one of the lowest ranked offenses in the league. I mean, six plays, 84 yards, two minutes and 40 seconds, touchdown. 13 plays, 75 yards. <laughs> Six minutes, 29 seconds, touchdown. Six plays, 75 yards, touchdown. I'll keep, him go, I'll keep going. Touchdown, touchdown, field goal. Six drives you could not stop. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's 4-0 against the Sh- Jim it Schwartz. Does, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I mean, look, and, and, and Jim Schwartz did not call a great game by any stretch of the uh, imagination. Jalen Mills looks like the green-headed baby of, of – Bradley Fletcher and Nandi Asamoah out there. Yeah. Retweet for uh, Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the whole team failed. Like, the whole team struggled. Like, like Zach Ertz caught the agulitis. I don't know Oof. if he didn't wash his hands in the locker room, but he came down with... He stumbled with on kid. that first that touch. That Could have scored a touchdown on that play. Yeah. And then in the end zone at the end of the game, I mean, he's a reliable pass catcher. Uh, it, it, it is, like I said, we we are sheltered. We are sheltered. It's contagious, bro. But it starts at the top. But it, but it, it sta- starts at the it top. It hundred percent starts at the top. When you when you've got a twenty-eight to fourteen lead, and you from that point, when you've got Miles Sanders running at five yards a clip, 
you run three more times when you've got a two-touchdown lead. Defenses in the on league. one of the worst run defenses in the league. That it just trickles down. It trickles down to the rest of the locker yards. room. And and, and that's yeah. what that's what I I can't understand and I will die on this run the ball hill. I I, I am willing to defend it. I am willing to die on it if need if need be. How it once the Eagles got up 14 points in the third quarter. They ran the ball what four more times? Three more times. Three more the times. The rest of the game. It's ridiculous. I, that that it, that is 100% unacceptable. 100% unacceptable. And I know situationally, like there was an article by um, by BGN out there, right, talking about the situational uh, running of uh, you know that the ratio wasn't the problem in the second half. And John, I'll agree with a lot of what John said. It's well thought out. It's well written. It's got the drive charts and everything. Um, but well, what I will say is, situationally, you can look at it and be like, well, they passed Pat. Would you run it here? No, you wouldn't run it there. The timing's not right. Would you run it here? No, the timing's not right. Would you run it here? And he is 100% right about all of it. My not even argument, my point would be that 14 points up in the third quarter on the road against a two-win team in a stadium. With our wide receiving core. With wide receivers that are struggling, knowing full well that your defensive secondary has been struggling the entire time. And the last thing you want is Fitzpatrick to do what he did to you last year in Tampa Bay. With Miles Sanders, who has been averaging 4.57 yards per carry over the last three games and and specifically... 4.9 4.9 yards per game versus the Dolphins. How you stick to that few run plays is just beyond me. None of the, I don't care what kind of football mathematics you're doing, that that just don't make no make, damn sense. sense. Doesn't make sense. Now, the pass-happy offense that he was having, John was absolutely right. Would you run it in this situation? Nope. Would you run it in that situation? Nope. And I encourage you to go read that article because he makes a lot of sense. My point is, why would you even put yourself in a position to begin with? Why wouldn't you want to... There is something demoralizing about a team having a two-touchdown lead in your stadium and you run the same type of seven-minute offense, running it down their throat, letting the big dogs up front push the pile, moving earth, pounding them body blow body. Remember what the Vikings did to the Cowboys with Dalvin Cook? There's something to be said about that when the Vikings take when the Cowboys take the lead and they jam it down their throat to take the lead right back. There's something demoralizing about that. You cannot justify to me Wentz passing for 46 times. Being th- now he had a good stat line, 28 of 46, 310 yards, three touchdowns. Honestly, should have been five touchdowns. And in the intermediate passing game was working. They were getting chunk plays on first down. They were getting 10 yards here. They were getting 11 yards here. But did it sustain success? Did it sustain the drives? Did it sustain the lead? No, it did not. Because when you're slinging the ball with a lead, you're leaving yourself open for holding penalties, for sacks for offensive pass interference, for dropping the ball in the end zone. You're leaving yourself for getting 
for getting behind the chains and making your life more difficult for yeah. you as an offense. I mean, look, just you can name the names across the line on, on our offensive line. These guys are like pro bowlers. You're telling me you can't run the football consistently, and you know they want to run. They want to ground a pound. They want they want they want to run the ball, and, and to just you know not even give those guys the opportunity to like take that game over. You know, Rube, Rube had a, a, a nice little stat here about um, uh, last time the Eagles blew a 14-point second-half lead to a team with a losing record was December 24th, 1994. They led the Bengals 27-10 to 10 early in the third quarter and lost 33-30 in overtime. Rich Kotite was fired the next day. We're not going to fire Doug Peterson, but obviously, Doug Peterson, you got to get your mind right. I mean, it's it's just a matter of, like, it's just really asinine for you to put your team in this situation, play to your strengths. And, and that is putting the team to the situation. Like, take all the situational stuff aside where you, where you can pinpoint times where it's not appropriate to run. Don't go pass heavy. You won't have to worry about that. Like, I can't stress that enough. Please, read that article. John makes a lot of great points. Do me a favor, Trox. Look up Ron Jaworski's Twitter. He has a great point on, on this, not only the run ratio, but when, when they're running and on what down the Philadelphia Eagles are running. That's an issue as well. But the fact of the matter is, we can go back and look at the history of Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson and look exactly what their record is when Carson Wentz is throwing over 40 times, and it's not good. The proof is in the pudding there. It's not good. We can, we can look at when they run the ball over 30 times, and it's 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 a it's a winning record. How many times? How many episodes have we talked about that? Like uh, was yeah, it four think, episodes in a row? Mm-hmm. Like four episodes in a row, we talked about running the ball. Mm-hmm. And I hate to sound repetitive, and I hate to sound like <laughs> oversimplifying, but what part of run the ball against a two-win team, one, against one of the worst run defenses in the league, when you have a fourteen-point lead, get on the plane and go home? Well, I know you can't go home because it's snowing. I know a lot of Eagles fans got stuck down there, but I can figure out if I'm making Brandon Brooks money, I can figure out some way to go spend it on South Beach. Just win the game. That's how you win. That's the winning formula. That's how you do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird, like, you know, getting, you know, seeing other teams lose. We've seen other teams lose over the years. We clown them. Like, we've become the laughing stock. We're the clowns. The last couple, uh, it's like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't even hold. You're, and tr- you're trying to hold your head up high. I'm still rocking my Eagles stuff, but it's it's hard. I'm still going to do it. but Especially when a punter and kicker score against you. Yeah, and the, tr- and the trick plays like Doug. True. Time out. And, and, and <laughs> you, you, you as a couple of memesmen, how bad did that hurt when the Dolphins put out a pretty fire meme. Clowning you. Clowning you. Clowning you. How bad did that hurt? The Dolphins are clowning you right now yeah. Yeah. with a Star Wars meme. The you three and nine Dolphins. Yeah. I've been off social media. I, I can't. I, I can't. T- I'm. I'm. I'm highly upset. To, to go back to the. <laughs> to go I'm, back. I'm highly upset. Bro. To go back to the do, point of uh, when the last time that we were up in the second half. By 14 points, and then we blew it to a, a team with a losing record. It was 1994, and we fired Rich Cote. E, you put out a point earlier on Twitter, um, not today, earlier in the week, just that like it's unlike the Eagles for them to make a midseason coach firing. Yes. Uh, that when is a better time than right now? I get that it's unlike the Eagles, but a message needs to be sent to the locker room. When we are in a complete spiral right now, if not now, when? 
Because I, because honestly, I don't know. First of all, it, Chris Mortensen, John Barchard put out uh, a clip of uh, Chris Mortensen saying that barring you know, if the Eagles do not make a playoff run, uh, then there will be. He hasn't spoke. He, he called Jeffrey Lurie. Hasn't spoken to him direct, yeah, yeah. directly. Uh, texted him. Hadn't heard back. But if the Eagles do not make a playoff run or get into the playoffs, that there will be significant coaching changes. And while I love Chris Mortensen and I 100% agree with it, it's kind of a isn't it kind of a duh and or hello scenario? Yeah, yeah. like for a, sure. like like of course they are. And the tweet that I put out earlier was list listen the Eagles haven't fired an assistant head coach mid season or during the season at least to the best of my knowledge I haven't I haven't gone back and, and and researched it or fact check it. But if my memory serves me correctly. It's when Juan Castillo was defensive coordinator and Andy relieved him of his duties. Mm-hmm. My question to you, and replaced him with Todd Bowles, my question to you would be, what good did that do? Like, like, there's a difference between sending a message that you intend to send and sending a message or, or how that message is going to be received. Like, Juan Castillo, for as dumb as that was, putting an, your offensive line coach as your defensive coordinator and thinking that that was going to work, he was well-respected, well-liked. Everybody loved I was there for that. Everybody mm, loved Juan Castillo. Terrible. And then Andy fires him, and that wasn't a poor reflection on Juan Castillo. That didn't send a message like, everybody better shape up. You know who that reflected on? Andy. Everybody looked at Andy and was like, you put him in a position to fail, and now you're going to act like he's the scapegoat of this whole thing? Dude, it was your problem. You're the one who decided this. This is what you wanted. And then you have the audacity to fight. Not even like, hey, listen, we'll give you back the offense. You you fired. Everybody loves Juan, dude. Well, to, to find a comparison in that, uh, why did we make an offensive line coach our defensive coordinator? Why did we make a guy who couldn't even succeed under his dad and got fired our offensive coordinator of a professional organization? Yeah. You have Josh, that, that you reflects have Josh pretty Daniels big. to thank for that one. He was a good. He was a good. He was a good wide receiver coach. Should have just kept him there. That's what I mean. I mean, if if there's guys, he wasn't the right guy for the job. There's guys in, in both situations. In my head, that I'm thinking that we, we you get rid of it's grow. It's you, you might change press Taylor out. Yes. Um, and get rid of Carson Walt, the wide receivers coach. Those guys off the top of my top of my head, those guys got to go. Absolutely, and that, and now you see a lot of the, you know a lot of the beats and stuff like that. They're they're, you know, who's going to be on the hot seat? Who's gonna who's going to be around? The the Eagles need a need the clean house at the end of the season. This I mean, this is stuff that we've been preaching like for how long now? And we're not even coaches. And we're not even. Co- we don't get paid for that. But, but, that. but that's the thing. Like this game of football is incredibly complex. It's also very simple. Like when when the the timeout for the fake punt. Or to, or or to, the the trick play for the for the touchdown, the mm-hmm. tie. Like, there are thirty thousand fans. Like I, I I tweeted out like, why didn't they call a timeout there? <laughs> why didn't? My and then Jamie Lynch from the ninety seven five Morning Show responds, being like, dude, our whole section was screaming timeout. If we see it, my mother Your said. Your mother, you said. My mother even <laughs> said. If we see it on the TV, if they see it in the stands. <clears throat> And Doug doesn't have the situational football awareness to be like, hey, listen, I don't like any part of this. Time out. And then double down on the press conference, bro? You're going to double down on it and say, well, they could have called another one. 
I, I love when Zach, when Zach asked him like, what, 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 what harm, what harm would it have been, would have done? What harm would it? And he got well, caught the, out on that one. Yeah, you got, you got, and, and then he fumbled and bumbled, and gee golly, whizzed his way through the <laughs> remainder of the press conference. Look, guys, I promised myself last week that I was done talking about the playoffs. Don't want to talk about it. I look at this team, and it's not a playoff team. He's got a 28% chance still. My my hypocrisy knows no bounds. Because here we are, and I'm about to talk about the After talking about all this misery and how the Eagles need to fire coaches and the leaders need to step up and be held accountable and Doug Peterson needs to not be so Doug Peterson, there still is an absolute chance that the Eagles could make – the playoffs and somehow playoffs. Th- this misery continues. Our, our division's so bad that the three and nine Redskins still have a chance. I read an article by Elliot Shore Parks, which uh, which kind of outlined the tiebreakers and the path to the postseason. If the Eagles win out, obviously Dallas go, and e- and Dallas wins out, they go three and one because obviously we can't both win the game. We beat Dallas here at home. We would both be nine and seven with a five and one divisional record. And a one-to-one tiebreaker uh, tie head-to-head. It would be tied head-to-head. The first tiebreaker would be common opponents. The Eagles are 5-4 five and four in common opponents. The Cowboys are 5-5, five and five, which makes this upcoming Thursday night game in Chicago when the Dallas Cowboys head up there so incredibly important. And they also have the Redskins as a, as a common, common opponent, also a, digital, uh, a divisional opponent. There's a tiebreaker. There's a scenario right there where the Eagles could own a tiebreaker. If they win out, they win the next four games, and use this Miami Dolphins game as a slap of reality, they could win out. The next tiebreaker is conference record. They'll probably tie as well. And then it goes down to uh, common opponents. It keeps going down. There's a lot of ties involved here. And the article kind of ends. I don't know where to take it from there. Obviously, record, head-to-head, divisional, common opponents, conference record, and then I don't know if the tie there. What happens after that? I honestly don't know. What cage match? Tied, Screw it. Let's tied. go hell in a cell cage match. Let's let, let's Thunderdome the thing, the hell out of this thing. Let's send Jason Garrett and Doug Peterson into the Thunderdome. Two men enter, one man leave, one man leaves, and that's how we decide the NFC East championship. I, I don't I don't know where to take it, but there is still a chance. Twenty five. I read thirty three. There's still a chance that this team could go to the playoffs. And last week when I went off about not wanting to talk about the playoffs, this isn't a playoff team, don't talk to me about the playoffs, blinders on, I'm only concerned about my squad. There is an argument to be made, and a lot of the arguments that I got on social media, where it's, listen, if the Eagles don't win the NFC East, that means the Dallas Cowboys do. Do you really want the Dallas Cowboys winning the NFC East? The answer is no. Plus, there's an argument to be made that playoff experience Carson Wentz is better than no playoff experience Carson Wentz. And that is true. Yeah. Let us not forget the 2016 Houston Texans that went one, nine and seven, won their division, and actually won a wild card game against the Raiders, and eventually lost to New England in the divisional round of the playoffs. But they still snuck in there at nine and seven, yeah. got I mean, themselves a dub. I mean, you could host a wild card game. Let us not forget about these very same Houston Texans in 2015, who also went nine and seven to win the division. Granted, they put up zero points and got curb stomped by the Chiefs in the wild card round, but they still won the division. And let us not forget about the magical season that was the 2014 Carolina Panthers, who won the NFC South at 7, 8, 
and won and actually won a wild card round playoff game against Arizona. Eventually lost to Seattle. But listen, they can they can, they can still get it done. You don't even believe it. You don't even believe it. I don't even believe it. You you know why he doesn't believe it? Because this guy breaks the season down into quarters. That's what he's done for years and years and years. And if you look at the last quarter that we just went through, the last four games, what about that tells you? That we're gonna win the next four outright. I mean, the, the Eagles have been trying it's to. Not t- they've been trying to tell you who they are for the last couple of weeks, and we're sitting here like trying to like, that's not you. You're not out in the streets acting wild. You can be that wife. We, we can get a ring together. We can do this. <laughs> but they are running wild in the streets right now, and we cannot sit here. Doug, Doug and Peterson act belongs like in the streets now. <laughs> this is normal. This is not. This is not normal. This is really bad, folks. I mean, right now, I'm I'm starting to look at. I'm, I haven't I haven't dipped You're into any. Really suspicious. I haven't dipped into any draft stuff yet. But last night I was fighting myself. I was like, look, just look at some draft prospects. Just do it. And I didn't. I didn't. I mean, right now we're we're, we're pick. We're if we if we lose out, we we'll be at uh, got, number you twelve. Win, you got to win out. Number twelve. And my, uh, you know, you got <laughs> the New York Giants coming in on Monday night. overall pick. Right now, we'd be drafting 12th. Yeah. It's wonderful. We could get a top 10 talent. <laughs> we could get a top 10 talent Can and we? make the playoffs at this point in the season. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's how is crazy that even, it is. Is that even possible? Yeah. How, I think if you go to the playoffs, you're somewhere in the 20s. Like, no, yeah, I'm like, not saying that. I'm saying at yeah, this yeah. point in the season, yeah. either could happen. Either could happen. You asked that question about the Cowboys, about them winning the division. So I thought about it for a minute, and I agreed, yeah, I don't want to see that. Would you rather us – make the playoffs and get pantsed in the playoffs or the Cowboys make the playoffs and watch them get pantsed in the playoffs again and have a better draft pick yeah I'd rather us win the division okay and go to the playoffs it's hard to stomach losing to the Cowboys I know like obviously you gotta beat the Cowboys it's just it's just a bad scene right now I'm I'm so sick of Dallas Cowboys Philadelphia Eagles arguments on either side I'm so sick of Dak versus Wentz arguments I'm so sick of let Carson win a playoff game arguments Bulls versus Wentz. Oh, I almost, I almost think that 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 had had its time. Like Foles got benched. And Foles, yeah, Foles got benched. I mean, look at that. So any leg that the Folesian Society versus the PCN, the Pro Carson Nation, had any leg that they had to stand on is now done. Got swept. Uh, got swept. Not really. It's still going as we speak. Yeah, I've, I've it's heard still it. going in the comments it's section. Still going Knock it off! It's over, Johnny. <laughs> also, now they want to trade for uh, or it's when over. He gets to get, they they want to bring him back. They, they want to bring him back? No, bro. Listen, there's a difference between regular season foals and post season foals. We've been saying this over and over and over again. Foals got benched and, and it, 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 for for Uncle it's Rico. For Uncle Re- yeah, it's exhausting at this point. I would at least like to go into the offseason saying, hey, listen, Cowboys fans, as good as you thought you were and as much as you puffed your chest out, you couldn't even beat this team that lost three straight and lost to the, two, the two-win Dolphins. You couldn't even get past us. What's that say about your squad? What's that say when Jerry Jones is outside the locker room crying because he knows he's got to fire at his puppet boy? What, you know, what's that say about you? Listen, for as much crap as the Cowboys fans have talked you got to clean up your own backyard before you start coming at us. And at least with a divisional championship 
and a playoff. Who knows? Maybe Carson wins one in the playoff. We can now at least throw that back in their face. Let me ask you a question. So I'm assuming that you guys heard uh, you saw the video about like uh, Cowboys players going into the locker room, and you can hear when the door opens up the screaming going on inside that locker room. Do you think that same sort of atmosphere is going on in the Eagles locker room right now after these losses? It should be. You would think. It should be. Nobody, nobody should be happy. Do you think Golly this. G is in there stripping the paint off the walls? You, th- you think Carson is throwing some f bombs around in that locker room? No. So listen, somebody needs to. Somebody needs to. That, like there, there is a total lack. You see a lot of finger pointing. People are talking to the media. You, you, you got, you know, guy. It starts with me, with Carson Wentz. I appreciate you taking a leadership role in that aspect. But we don't see what happens behind closed doors. And Doug Peterson did say something in his press conference that kind of struck a tone with me because he said, the tone I put out here is not the same tone that I put out inside the locker room. Well, the tone that you're putting in the locker room, bro, ain't working either. You know what I mean? No ice cream for you. Yeah. (laughs) Give me that spoon. Meanwhile, he gave the team the day off. He gave the team the day off. Think about yourself. Team, yeah, yeah. Go home and sit there and Look think at yourself about, in the mirror. Go to your room. And his defense. Go get your own ice cream. Yeah. And his defense. You ever been sick of coworkers or you just want a day away from them? <laughs> it could be that. Like, yo, if you had to coach Nelson every day, you'd be like, yo, I just can't deal with this anymore. I got to get away. Think think, about, you think Bill Belichick does that? Bill Belichick has the right. power to send people away packing whenever he wants. Probably. Probably. Think Bill Belichick called Matt Collins yet? (laughs) 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 Watch Matt Collins get watch Matt Collins get picked up by like Bill Belichick and turns into. I just want to get some of the playbook. Just give me some of the now. He turned a lacrosse guy into an awesome wideout. I feel like we've ranted and raved enough. Uh, I I appreciate everybody who's subscribing, who's listening, who's tuning in on YouTube and on Facebook. These shows aren't getting any easier to do. Uh, we, we try our best not to keep it repetitive, although the <laughs> Eagles try to keep it repetitive, doing the same dumb, almost, uh, doing the same dumb stuff over and over and over again. We try not to keep it repetitive. So let's go, let's go to the fan rants. Let, let, let's hear oh boy. from the people. Only with the Eagles. We would face up successfully against the Bills and the Packers, but fall, fall out of misery to the Dolphins. Not to mention a third game in a row where you lose on account of an ed- another team using a trick play. We can hold. We couldn't hold up. A, we couldn't hold up offensively against the Patriots and the Seahawks, and not defensively against the Dolphins. Not to mention to a guy who we wanted to trade a couple years back or a year back, suppose so for Devontae Parker, who torched us. It, you know what? It, it it wasn't. It actually wasn't the trick play that pissed me off the most. It was a the lack of the coach's situational awareness to call the timeout. We discussed that. There was also another wildcat play within that game. That's not a trick play. That's a gadget play. The difference between a trick play and a gadget play is they disguise a trick play. You don't know what's happening or where the ball's gonna go. With a gadget play like the like the Wildcat, right? You should be game planning for stuff like that. And they had zero idea yeah. where to line up, Out where to go. Derek or, or or Avery's crashing, not keeping contained, at a yeah. position, almost like they they never even seen it before. Like that trick play with the holder and and the kicker, that I never seen before. 
I saw that and I was like, oh my God, they're about to pull a Colts and Colt Anderson. Oh my God, I've seen this before where there's one kicker lined up or there's one guy lined up on special teams behind the center. And it this isn't going to end up well. Yeah, I think and the, it did. That was a play from uh, Appalachian State. It's named after one of like the centers that who came up with that play or whatever. But um, just the undisciplined uh, style of football was it was depressing. I mean, just seeing that every single team every single week is now using trip plays on us like it's the new norm, it's ridiculous. I mean, what are we doing here? You want to beat the Philadelphia Eagles if, I, if, I, if I'm a head coach of, a, of the Giants, if I'm the head coach, I don't even know who he is right now, of the Redskins. If, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm Jason Ge- – what's that? Pat Shermer. Is it? Is it Pat Shermer? The head coach of the Giants? No, the head coach of the Redskins. Who's coaching the Redskins? <laughs> is it Bill Can- <laughs> Callahan? Bruh. Yeah. Okay, Bill Callahan. Yeah, I just sure. threw a name out there. But but but, but, right. but if I but it could could be it's John Madden. John Madden's coaching the Redskins. Who cares? Um, but if I'm game planning against the Eagles, I'm incorporating a lot of trick plays. I'm inc- I'm including a lot of motions, a lot of moving players around. To di- could you imagine like Tyson Hill or Tyson Hill? Tyson Hill. Yeah. Tyson Hill of the Saints against the Eagles. He'd be eating them alive. He'd be lined up at quarterback, tight end, fullback, wide receiver. They wouldn't even know what to do with themselves at that point. He blocked a punt on Sunday. I mean, watch someone run like a fumble ruski against us on the goal line. If they do that, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm cashing in the chip. I'm out. out. I'm, ta- I'm tapping out. Let's get another fan rant up uh, up here. Let's see what the people are saying. Hey, E-Rock. Hey, Jay. Just letting you know my thoughts on the game. Um, I pretty much haven't wanted to talk about it all day. I didn't even want to listen to the radio, but the reality of the situation is we are not totally out of it, but we are because there's obviously a lot of guys that are not gelling anymore, and it might be time to cut some familiar faces just to create some new uh, energy and also get rid of some of the new faces on coaching staff who were not helping. They were hindering our quarterback. So those are my thoughts. Not helping and not hindering the the, mm. the the quarterback. That one especially stings, because even though Carson Wentz, get ready for the Baldy one, even though uh, Carson Wentz had a decent stat line, it's it, it's not like he had a like he missed some stuff out there. Granted, he should have had five touchdowns. Zach Ertz should have caught that one in the end zone uh, when they went on went for it on I think fourth and two, and Jason Peters jumped. And, you know, you could clearly tell they were trying to get the ball in the end zone. But Baldy, of course, all every week comes out with like, especially four or five on the Philadelphia Eagles alone, because it's just sitting there. It's like it's like it's just too juicy not to sit there and criticize them, not to get not to hop on Carson Wentz, because at this point he was the least of my concerns. He was the least of the problems. As you take a macro look at this Philadelphia Eagles team, but just to put into perspective some of the coaching mistakes that are involved and how it's kind of hindering Carson Wentz's ability to play the game. Let's look at this Baldy breakdown real quick. This is a perfectly executed role protection. Seven-man protection. You can't execute it any better. From Goddard to Peters, Sayamalo, Kelsey, Brooks, Lane, Miles Sanders. It's perfect. I just don't get what they're what they're doing here. I mean, the Dolphins right here blow the coverage. Now, the ball's bouncing into the turf for whatever reason. The Dolphins know they've blown the coverage as soon as they turn around and look, and they're like, oh, I thought you had him. No, I thought you had him. Even Jeffrey's looking around going, wait a second, because here's the play. I mean, just read the coverage. 
Just read the coverage. Nelson Aguilar is wide open. Perfect protection. The Dolphins did this a lot on Sunday. Just blow the protection. That's why guys like Lamar Jackson threw five touchdown passes against them. I mean, there's Aguilar. There's where the ball's got to go. I mean, I don't know what they're being told and what they're being coached to do, but I know if three guys go after Jeffrey and Aguilar is wide open from the very beginning, I mean, as soon as you see that curl flat player go out there, isn't, doesn't Aguilar just get the ball? He can't figure out why he's not getting the ball. I mean, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. I mean, I mean, it's a, the line played great. They got to be better than this. You, you take a look at that entire play, and the ball's in the dirt because Alshon Jeffrey a gave up on the route. He gave up on the route because he saw, he was so shocked that he was being double covered. And Nelson Aguilar was just running free. But here's the problem. It's the same problem that we've seen, like, for the last two years. Have we not? Carson Wentz just locking eyes on the receiver, and that's who I'm going to. Rest of the offense be damned. I don't know if that's part of that half-field concept. By the way, let me touch on that real quick. That that, that half-field concept that I kind of went off on a tirade about last week. Because I don't like to be wrong about things. I don't like to speak when I don't know something completely. And I'm not an X's and O's expert. I know enough to paint in medium-sized strokes. All right? I'm 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 not I, I don't paint and color in really fine points. I don't I don't get down to the minutia of breaking down film. There's a lot of Fran Duffy. You know, I mean, if if you're an Eagles fan and you're not watching his film breakdowns, his videos, you're doing it wrong. Kiss and Solak are another great podcast to listen to. If you're looking for like the breakdowns and the numbers and the analytics and stuff like that. So I know enough to paint in medium-sized strokes. So I didn't want to be wrong on anything. So I actually reached out to someone from the Eagles, to someone at the Eagles, and said, listen, can you kind of mansplain this whole half-field concept to me? Talk to me like I'm dumb because I want to make sure it – I think I know what it is, but I want you to tell me. And this is what he told me. A half-field concept is basically you take half the field, you divide it in half, and the wide receivers or a combination of wide receiver and tight end because they run a lot of, what, 11 personnel, right? One running back, one tight end, three receivers. So the tight end and the wide receiver at one side are going to run the same concept, and the two wide receivers on the other side are pretty much going to run the same concept. Carson goes to the line and decides right then and there what side of the field he wants to attack. What matchups are advantageous to the route concepts that they are running either to the left or to the right. And that sort of explains why Carson Wentz is always after directly after he gets the... Now, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. That's where the conversation ended. Right? It was a vertical, Doug Peterson used the word vertical because you're taking one half of the field and kind of going vertical with it. Half field concept makes it easier for Carson Wentz to decide where he wants to go with the ball and read the defense. Unlike an Andy Reid offense, which was sort of horizontally tiered. You had your deep thread. If, deep, if the deep pass route is covered, you go to the... Is what I'm saying making sense to you, Gail? Because mm-hmm. you played the game. Then you go to the mid-tier. And if that's covered, you take the check down. And you do that almost, and you can work backwards to that because some plays are designed to go short. And if that's not, and if that's over covered, or like in the case of Alshon Jeffrey, you see double covered and the guy's going deep, 
you then take the deep tier. But the, but the half-field concept is to make it easier on Carson Wentz. You take a look at a play like that, dude. He's locking eyes with yeah. one dude, one dude alone. And like we've been saying, on the, it almost seems like he's voluntarily taking half the field away. He's, already, he, he's dialed in. You can see that he's already dialed in. To, he's going that. to Alshon. And I, like it's funny because watching that play after, I remember watching that, t- that play real time. And I was like thinking in my head, like, what is going on here? Like, that was the read right there. I didn't, I didn't even see that part with Aguilar in it because I was just like, it didn't make sense. Like, it was too quick, and then threw it short. And then you look at it now, I'm, like, alarmed. At Aguilar is there, and you start thinking about back to the trust issues. I don't trust Aguilar to, to make a play here. I'm going to, going to um, Alshon all day, every day. He's double covered, and he's still not throwing it to. But that's Carson Wentz's fault. Yeah, yeah. Whether you trust the guy or not, I don't care. You still got to go there. He had nothing but green in front of him. Yeah, you, you you still have to go to him, and that also explains why when when people on Twitter, uh, even myself, are looking at film, not looking at film, but looking at the, at the replay of the play and being like, on the other side of the field, JJ's wide open. On the other side of the field, the tight end is wide open. It's not even registering to Carson to look to that side of the field because he's attacking it from a vertical half-field concept. I just wanted to add some context and some clarification to what we were talking about schematically and, and kind of going off on Doug Peterson um, last episode. But I think that has more to do, again, it's like, it's like a, is it a Carson thing or is it a coaching thing? I would like to think that it's a coaching thing. I would like to think that it's a coaching thing. The fact that they're not coaching Carson up to go through all these reads. I mean, but do you think, I mean, just watching this team week after week, I mean, the offense, basically, mm-hmm. they don't seem like they're on the same page. I mean, this is like one of the worst-looking offenses I've seen in a long time. Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it does it feel that way to you guys? No. Absolutely. No, no I feel that no, way. They, yeah, they, Over it, the it years? Doesn't it doesn't just, make sense. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. If you – Put a ring on it and married Carson. We've said this before. <laughs> He's now here. You guaranteed all that money. He's not going anywhere. He might even stay longer than Doug Peterson stays. You're married to the guy now. It is incumbent on you this year to get the best quarterback coach money can buy and start to fix these flaws that are so obvious in Carson Wentz's game because I, can't, I do believe they can be fixed. Granted, he had a great game. He was able to escape the pocket, extend some plays, make some fantastic throws, some of which were dropped. Should have had five touchdowns in that game. But still, you can take a look at the little finer details and be like, man, something missing there. We got another. We got, we got two more, right? Let's go with another one. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, Evan. Oh, man. Well, first of all, don't do it, all right? Life's too short. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, we basically have a dude with an eagle shirt plugging a toaster into an outlet in his bathroom and running the bathtub. Play it one more time because I want you to pay special attention. Listen, A, don't do it. It's not worth it. B, did you notice the pink razor on the bath? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you pause it? Okay. Look, first of all, don't do it. Life is too short. Second of all, if you're going to do it, don't have a pink razor sitting there, but when you're, you know what I mean? 
Like, you don't want your family seeing that. He's also got dolphin color. I did like the paint. The paint color was nice. It was eagle green in the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, how Johnny walls, go? Though. Look at the walls, oh, though. Look at the walls, though. Look at the wall. Eagle Pl- green. Midnight uh, green. You know, he, he, he couldn't take this Philadelphia Eagles season anymore, so he plugged the toaster and took a bath. Yeah, but what was with the pink razor? Like, what was he What was he trying to do there? It's not a good look, bro. We'll go one more. We'll go one more. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait just a second, Birds fans. Yeah, yesterday, absolutely embarrassing. But let's be optimistic for a second. Offense looked way better with our playmakers back. Dropped 31 points. We looked good. Defense, yeah, struggled. But, you know, an early interception got to the quarterback. We can't give up 37 to the Dolphins. But the last two weeks, you know, our defense has been looking good. So let's put it all together. And then looking at the big picture, these last four games, yeah, they're must-win games. We should win these games. So, you know, fly Eagles fly, die Dallas die, but let's not burn the house down until we're absolutely out of this playoff race. And looking back, you know, the Giants won their Super Bowl at 9-7. and seven. So win and get in, that's all we need, baby, is a shot. That's some positivity. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. We just lost to the Dolphins, you. man. <laughs> we're supposed to beat the we're Dolphins. Suppo- yeah, we were supposed to beat the Dolphins. To think that we're supposed to beat these last four teams, I agree with them, but we lost to the Dolphins. Listen, I can I can appreciate the positivity. Anyone have a toaster? I, 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 can, <laughs> I can appreciate the never-say-die attitude. The positive <laughs> fans who don't want to give up on the season until the fat lady sings. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You make the world a better place uh, because we've been miserable up here. Uh, you know, and we get it. We're not putting out positive energy. We, you know, I'm trying to stay positive. I, I mean, the Eagles there. are telling you who they are. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, pre- I, I, I'm pretty even keeled. Yeah. Uh, but at, at this present time, I, you know, they haven't shown me anything to make me feel like they got some juice for a playoff run. You know, like, show me. Like, it's... At the end of the day, it's like put up or shut. I like, I, I got no, I got none. Forget the situational awareness. Forget the <laughs> lack of coaching. Forget the. Um, where's the emotion? Where's the swag? They're all robots. Where, all the responses yeah. are robots. Yeah. Every week, you know when Christian Wilkins better was job, like, job. Christian robots. Wilkins was pointing his fingers at the Laughing players. in our face. You know that that irked the hell out of me. I'm I'm mad here just mm-hmm. talking about it. Like I'm just. Wonder, also, I wanted Christian Wilkins for the Eagles, but also it's just like, what are these players saying to each other? Are they challenging themselves? Are they? Are they? they like, uh, you want to go out to the club tonight, bro? Yeah, I, I said that earlier in the show, just about how like, where is the fire that should have came from that? If there was a player on a two and nine team that is laughing in your face and pointing after the punter just threw it to the kicker for a touchdown, like. Where, where's your fire, man? Don't, don't you get angry? Take and one you for the team. Go get ejected. Yeah, right. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start a GoFundMe. We'll, we'll pay to find That's for what it. Matt Collins should, was supposed to be in for there for. He should have been the sacrifice that. in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go do that, the, dude. The sacrificial <laughs> lamb. Yeah. Matt Collins, the sacrificial lamb. Now the Cowboys it, are going to pick him up and pick his so brain. It was so recently, but it feels light <laughs> years ago, where the defense was doing the electric slide on the sideline. Hmm. When Torrey Smith scores a touchdown. And somebody's throwing them the imaginary ball, and they're all hitting the home runs. Yeah. When uh, Nelson Aguilar catches one deep and gives a little homage to one Deshaun Jackson that splashes into the end zone. Corey Clement cleared out the safe. I'm, 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 exactly. I'm watching, uh, you know, the Seahawks and the Vikings last night. Which, by the way, this whole Philadelphia Eagles situation has ruined football. For I'm miserable watching football. 
Like, not only are they ruining, like, my life, now they're ruining my enjoyment of football. They're taking years off of my life with seasons like this. Like, I'm, like I'm slowly dying inside. That's neither here nor there. But I'm watching the Keeping Seahawks. Keeping it positive here, folks. Yes, I'm watching the Seahawks come up with yet another great touchdown celebration. I'm listening to Russell they were Wilson. so in sync. I mean, it was great. They it were more great. in sync in their touchdown celebration than our wide receivers are in plays. I'm listening to Russell Wilson all sorts of mic'd up. You know what I mean? Yeah, come on, baby. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good looking crew. Good looking group. Good looking group. Yeah. Like, all right, be a little creepy about it, but that's fine. At least you're pumping the team up. Like, where? They're having is, fun, too, man. Then they're having fun. Where's the swag? Where's the energy? Where's the. Collectively. I like to see it collectively from the group. It's disappeared. It vanished before our very eyes within two seasons. There are shells of themselves out there. What the hell happened? Sold our souls to the devil. Maybe Doug should write a book about this season. <laughs> no ice cream. Unforgettable. <laughs> Unforgettable. Oh, wow. Wow. All right, Vanilla get, Bean offense. Listen, I, 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 Rocky Road. <laughs> They're shells of themselves on the field. We feel like shells of ourselves here on this broadcast. Let's get to the Twitter questions. Uh, so let's try and keep it positive. Mm. Gary Scottish Eagle wants to know, what. Get, give him one reason that the next few years in Philadelphia are bright. Because the Eagles this season, and I touched on it earlier, I said it earlier, the Eagles this season realize they are now in a position. There's no more, as you put it, Gail, and I, elo- and I think you put it eloquently, it's like a boat with holes in it. And you can get a Jordan Matthews to try to patch this hole so you don't sink as fast. And you can get a Jay Ajayi to patch this hole. It's almost like a cartoon character when they're plugging the holes, yeah. the fingers. You see the size of that iceberg we hit? This, I, I completely understand that. But they now realize they're in a position where, and this is a boating thing, when you got a boat that's like that bad and sinking, and that, you get that thing towed in, you put it up on the dock, and you completely restructure that hole. Because without that hull being in the correct shape, <laughs> that thing isn't gonna isn't gonna float. So if I'm gonna give you one piece of positivity, is that the Eagles are no longer blinded by the BS that they were blinded for for the last two seasons, thinking that they could relive the magic of that Super Bowl glory. Yeah, I that think they have to retool, they have to fix the boat for it to stay afloat. Fix the boat, to stay afloat. I think the mistakes are all on Front Street. So I think you know they got to be self-aware. They have to realize that. They got to put their players in a position to su- su- succeed. I think uh, they got to surround Carson Wentz with weapons. The positivity here is this is one of the most uh, talented wide receiver classes. Get some new, get some new speed in here. Speed kills. At the end of the day, we need some re- new receivers for, for Carson. It, it, it's right on Front Street. You can see it. It's clear as day. It's plain to the eye. There's a lot of work ahead of them. You have, again, fundamental pe- or, or fundamental building blocks to this team that you can build around, but you're not trying to retread old sentimental favorites, which, by the way, all those people on Twitter who are talking about all these signings as sentimental favorite, fav- you know, favors or favorites, right, and bringing back an older roster, and they're going to get hurt, and they're going to slow down, and we said, no, 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 they're not. Full admission, you guys were right. You guys were 100% dead on. I can see it. The Eagles can see it. The whole nation can see it. We're getting laughed at. Time to not retread. Not time to retool. Time to rebuild. 
And listen, you have to come to terms with that in order for the process to move forward. I think the Eagles are finally coming to terms with that. Go ahead. Uh, in that same vein, Matthew Blythe, as well as myself, want to know, do you think that um, sneaking into the playoffs could be possibly detrimental because some coaches will slide in, uh, slide by, and like they'll they'll be back next year when they should be fired. No, I don't think this is a, a Jason Garrett Clapper sort of situation where he can go on a run at the end of the season. Jerry Jones, hey, you, you know, Jerry, I'm Jerry Joe. <laughs> Jason Gary, you know, the boys played hard for Jason Gary when chips were down and, you know, they, they at the end of the season they rattled off oh, so many, so we're going to keep No, this isn't this isn't that. As Gail put it, both times it's on front straight and the holes are showing in the boat. So I don't think winning the last four games, you have to take into consideration your opponent. And then you got to see if if indeed you do get into the playoff, what playoffs, what happens after that. But uh, I don't think that they are going to be fooled by any false hope. False hope is a dangerous thing, isn't yeah. it? I mean, if they got into the playoffs, I mean, it, it, it could mask some things. Like, I don't like, – like, they'd have to show some real juice. And I, I doubt – I mean, they haven't showed it this this far this season. I don't, I don't think the coaches – their message is getting across clear. Um, I don't I don't see how far they're going to get in the playoffs with that kind of coaching. Go ahead. Our boy Classic Jeff, he wants to know, was Howie right to sit tight at the deadline knowing we aren't a contender, or was Howie wrong to sit tight at the deadline because another piece or two could have made us a contender? I think he took too long, personally. I think uh, after seeing the situation with DJX and knowing that history with that injury, uh, players don't sometimes come back from that, you knew that you were losing juice to this offense. So you had – ample opportunity to sign someone to bring somebody in uh, I think they took too long I'm glad Howie Roseman didn't pay a lot of the prices that were out there you know for wide receivers and especially cornerbacks because I mean you look at the Los Angeles Rams right now and as much as we all wanted Jalen Ramsey and as much as you know people were drooling <laughs> over Jalen Ramsey and why didn't you get Jalen Ramsey and I would have paid that for Jalen Ramsey it takes so much more than a shutdown corner and the, the Rams right now are living proof of it takes more than a shutdown corner to get into the playoffs and then sustain any sort of success. The Jared's Los having a bad year. What's that? Jared's having a really bad year. I was going to say, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're going to be leaking. Some rumors flying out there, too. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're showing holes in the boat as well, uh, and, and you, can't, you can't patch it up. So I'm glad he didn't get fooled by it, but I agree with Gail on the fact that I don't think maybe that was the master plan to begin with. I think he kind of fell into that. Like, okay – Waited too long, didn't make the moves. Oh, it's a, and now you know. Fast forward a couple months later. Oh, it's a good thing I didn't make those moves because we have all these things we have to fix during the off season. I mean, think about it. Think about it. You need wide receiver help. Offensive line, you're pretty solid on, but you want to look forward. You want to get a replacement for Jason Kelsey. Maybe an maybe an upgrade at that left guard position. All right, let's think about it. Okay, a tight end, you're good quarterback you're stuck with whether you like it or not wide receivers you need one two you need two of them you need three of them you know you're going to dabble in free agency but the free agency class isn't all that great you want to you got some in-house right now that you can develop okay but you need at least one of them defensive side of the ball don't you need corners absolutely you need corners what about the defensive tackle position you're going to rely on timmy jernigan and jackson to to be on the same side of the, uh, you know, be opposite Fletcher Cox so he doesn't get double teamed all the way, which, by the way, Fletcher Cox is back to form and having a fantastic year. But you can't leave him on an island like that. 
Don't you need linebackers? I know you don't prioritize linebackers, but don't you need linebackers at this point? What about safety? Malcolm's showing his age. And not for nothing, but for a team leader, you're not leading. You're not, you, you, you're not leading. McLeod. I don't see it. McLeod. going to be walking, maybe. McLeod is going to be walking. Be, do you think Malcolm corner? not getting paid has anything to do with that? I think it's got something to do with it. Either way. Either way. Think about go up and down the starting positions and think about how many needs we actually have. And when you take a look at how many needs you actually have, you can't even fill all of that in one draft class, assuming you nail every single pick. The Eagles got a lot of work ahead of them, man. The Eagles got a lot of work. So trading away, I'm glad he didn't trade away draft capital. Maybe he realized they weren't a contender. Maybe he did. Either way, I'm glad they have the picks. Well, you agree with that, Gail? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I just, I just, Good talk, bud. <laughs> they, need, they need some juice, man. I mean, at the end of the day, they really need some juice to bring this, this, this offense alive. Like, it's the NFL. Speed kills. If you don't have it, <laughs> you're seeing what, what your offense looks like right now. I mean, get some speed. Go for it. Uh, one more from uh, Eagles Nest Gulf Coast. He wants to know, do you have any interest in Ron Rivera? No. Why? <laughs> Why? Ron Rivera deserves to be a head coach in the league. Ron Rivera deserves to be a head He's a good head coach. So... You know, and I don't. And honestly, when we talk about all those coaching changes, I, I don't think he would, would take. You, would you take him over Schwartz? Huh. I don't know. I'd rather keep Schwartz and get a, a guy like Haley in here, a fireball offensive coordinator. I mean, I, I like to. I Haley's wanna, a douche. I want to. He is, but he, nobody, he nobody, gets nobody in your likes face. Haley. Yeah, but nobody Somebody's likes him. Wants his face. Yeah. I want to keep the continuity. In. I'd rather keep the continuity with Schwartz in here. I mean, he's got. You just got to get better players in here. I mean, these corners, they showed themselves this week. I mean, they got Kenny Britt Britted this week. I wonder if Ron Rivera ends up going to, like, to, to Dallas or something, to an NFC East opponent. Like, if Garrett gets the boot, if he goes to Dallas. Because I guarantee you, Riverboat Ron and Jerry Jones aren't going to see eye to eye. That's not the way Riverboat Ron operates. It would be interesting to see if he goes to the New York Giants. McNabb did tweet that today. That he's, oh, calling, he? he's already calling Rivera's going to go to the Cowboys as their next head coach. That was his tweet earlier today, McNabb. He was, he was a linebacker coach. I, 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 I don't see it. I don't see it either. I no. just saw it. I was like, I Jerry's going to bring somebody that he could puppet. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's going to bring another puppet. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys let go of Jason Garrett and promote – who's their offensive coordinator again? The kid. The young guy. Uh, Moore. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Kellen I thought Moore. he was the QB uh, coach. Quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback, quarterback yeah. coach? Yeah, but I, mean, I, I, I see wouldn't Kellen be surprised. Moore getting that position. Promote it, it, from within. He already knows the drill. It's got to be somebody that's a, little, he's a the young perfect, guy. That he's the perfect puppet. It has to be someone that's a young guy. It's not going to be someone established. It's not going to be someone that's running, killing it right now in college. It's going to be someone that doesn't think they'll get a better opportunity. Because right, yeah, college coaches yeah. right now, they're in charge of recruiting, right? They're in charge of everything. They're control freaks. You look at some of the best college coaches – in co not that I'm a college football fan, but what I know of college coaches, I mean, they're in charge of recruit. But look how Chip Kelly worked out. You know what I mean? Like he was booting guys like Shady for Kiko Alonso just because he didn't like Deshaun yeah. Jackson. You're in a gang. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe, like, maybe the Cowboys go after Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma Sooners. Doubt it. I I wouldn't doubt that Where Pat Sher Pat Shermer gets booted and Ron Rivera comes in as the New York Giants head coach. I could see that returning to New York Giants football, build around the defense first. You know what I mean? That's how they won Super Bowls. You got you got to have a defensive minded coach. 
You know what I mean? You got to have a guy who's going to build that defense to be nasty, running game, not rely too much on Daniel Jones. No BS divas. You know what I mean? I can see that happening. Is that it for the Twitter questions? We can go one more. It's up yeah, to you. Yeah, let's go. Okay. So, so Britt Lifts wants to know, give me, give me one answer. Because I know we, get, we could say a whole bunch of them. But who do you blame most for the, for the most recent loss? One more time with the question. I just, who I just do you blame the most? an hour 20 into this podcast. <laughs> Why did you tell? Somebody's got to be in my ear telling me like, yo, wrap it up. Wrap it up, B. Huh? You love it? Okay. Britt Lifts wants to know, who do you blame most for the loss, this most recent one? Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Everybody who thinks Doug Peterson say aye. Aye. All right. Cool. Let's wrap up. Oh, my God. Buck 20? Ugh. I apologize again for rambling on this long. A couple shout-outs before we get on out of here, of course. Kaja Hawken Bakery for the tomato pies, supplying the yummy tomato pies and other goodies for the tailgate. Bud Light for being the official spear beer sponsor of the 4th of John tailgate. Monster Energy Drinks for providing beverages for the 4th of John tailgate. The Philly Sports and Memorabilia Show is this weekend. Make sure you uh, you get your tickets online, phillyshow.com. Meet some of your favorite uh, Phillies, uh, Sixers, AI. Flyers. AI. Malcolm AI Jenkins is going to be there. Malcolm Jenkins is going to be we'll there. Talk about that leadership if when you we want, see him. If, if you, I ain't saying nothing. Everyone, are you kidding me? I'll give him $10. Hey, Malcolm, I got, yeah, I got $3, Malcolm. I'll do it. <laughs> what are you going to do? But make sure uh, you check out the Philly Show. You can meet a lot of your favorite Philadelphia sports legends. Uh, Gail, any final thoughts for the podcast? We're going to get through this as a group. I know it sucks right now, but hey, man, we just got to keep moving. Yeah, uh, Evan. Seven. Uh, eight toasters sent to the Wells Fargo Center, please. <laughs> Trox Prime. Okay, okay. Congratulations, Eric Rowe, on a three-year extension for beating the Eagles. That's the weird one. Prime. Uh, out of out of the topic here, but just want to give a shout out to Wifey. We are uh, stole, having my, congratulations. He's getting a baby, baby boy. boy. Oh my final yeah, my fault, my that fault, was gonna man. be the close. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. But, uh, yeah, she she got she gets to hear from me. You know what I mean? All right. Okay. Ben. <laughs> Forget what y'all say. Eagles going to the playoffs. Don't lose hope. Okay, ben, ben with the sauce. Okay, I like ben. it. Spencer, final thoughts. Producer Spencer. It's been a good show. I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> but go, Birds. Monday night's going to be lit. And, uh, yeah, they're going to win out. Season's not over. He, he, he's Season's a, not over. My, he, he's going to me. One. Two zero. One twelve. He's pointing at the thing. We've been on for a buck twenty. One of these. Oh yeah, yeah. Wrap it. We need it. That's what I'm getting you for Christmas. One of those like wrap it up size. Hey, uh, tailgate information. It's gonna rain. It's looking like it's going to rain. Last week or last tailgate, my DJ laptop got destroyed from moisture, as did my external hard drive. Thankfully, I was lucky enough to be able to extract the files. But uh, I am not putting up lights or doing any more computers or any What's up? Your laptop got soaked. <laughs> wow. Here we go again. And Ben's on the floor. This is how we end this podcast. I would like to send a special congratulations to Prime. Soak it up. Uh, who is having a baby boy, he found out the other day. He really soaked it in to get that baby. I do not want to get soaked on Monday. And we are going to get back out and wrap it get up. Out. Until next time. Wrap it up. Let's go birds. And we will see you next week.
right here soaking on the 4th and John podcast. Get me out of here, dude. I can't do this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.